Hello everyone and welcome to your uncle's beach house. It's the fifth one of these. I, it's not really the fifth episode because there's, there's no like, schedule, but it is the fifth one we've done. Um, and I'm here, I'm joined by Emma as usual, and we're here to talk about anime. You did uh, not introduce yourself. Look. You I'm said I'm here, and you're not All Might, so that doesn't work as an introduction, so... <laughs> Okay. If you want to start opening your podcast with Do Not Worry, I Am Here, I'm all for it. I don't think you have the bombast to pull it off. Do not worry. I have no, I don't. I don't. You're right. <laughs> I have none of that bombast. I have none of that bombast. Anyway, I'm Jackson, joined by M. Fuck off. Uh, we have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest. We have to behave and act like we're professional podcast recording people. Uh, Rick's here. Hello, Rick. Hi. <laughs> you Hi. <want> to behave. <laughs> yes, Rick. Uh, as part of our patron tale, was like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna, you should, you should do this thing. Um, I'm gonna choose something for you to do." And they decided to have us watch uh, Giant Robo, which is a seven-episode OVA uh, released over seven thousand years in the nineties. Um, <laughs> and we've watched all seven episodes, and we're gonna talk about it. Uh, it's called. Uh, Giant Robo, The Day of the Earth Stood Still is the full title, aired between 1992 and 1998. Classic anime. Classic. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this bit every time. This I bit... think you'll find that I can do this bit every single time. <laughs> well, no, because if we do it one more time, then it becomes a permanent bit. <laughs> yes, I know, because it's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's born from nothing it's from you arbitrarily forcing your rules about nothing on the discord channel i think you'll find that our entire podcast network is mostly just me arbitrarily enforcing rules on the universe so uh, i guess so also only i like can stand in your way mm -hmm. it's true jackson what if we watch gundam you're never gonna watch it otherwise and here we are oh that did happen <laughs> it maybe set our life on its course more than any podcast related decision we've made. <laughs> yeah. So Rick, why didn't you tell us why you chose this? Uh, so this series is the one I, s I saw it a long time ago after like, I saw like bebop and like Ava and all that stuff. And it's the one that most reflects what I like in stuff. It turns out like it's all made up of all the stuff I like in other stuff. It's one of those things you find when you're, like, at a certain age, and you're like, oh, this is everything I like and everything else I watch all at once. So it was a really strong thing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot they put in here. I, I think and, I told Jackson earlier this week, I was like, this might not necessarily be for me, but this is the most Rick anime I've ever seen, so. <laughs> Um, yes. uh, and the stuff behind the scenes about this stuff, this series is incredible too, which I don't know if you guys want to go into that before we go into the actual series, because um, it kind of paints let's, it. Let's, uh, let's introduce the anime Jackson said when it came out, of course. Uh, this was directed by Yasuhiro Imagawa, uh, written by Aichi Matsuyama and Yasuhiro Imagawa. Um, the studio, of course, uh, Moo Animation Studio. This was... Uh, so... This uh, has a release in the U.S. through, like, a DVD box set. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, right? If you wanted to watch no. this. Blu-ray yeah. coming out soon. Yeah, Blu-ray coming out soon. The DVD and the files you might find on the internet happen to have the original 90s dub and the modern one they did for the DVD set and mm -hmm. the original Japanese. I watched a little bit of the original dub and was like, nope, this isn't going to do it. And then watched <laughs> it in Japanese. <laughs> yes, I watched this in Japanese. Yes. Yeah, I do too. I've never seen the dub. Um, this uh, the the version that you might find online I'm, has to be ripped from a Japanese Blu-ray because it looks way too nice to be a DVD. Oh so. yeah, no, this is the most HD. <laughs> um, I saw a review of it that was very funny because like this looks amazing. It looks so good. It barely looks like a '90s anime. It looks so good. It could be a mid 2000s anime. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meanest thing anyone could ever say. <laughs> <laughs> Which imagine saying that? Imagine saying that about looking at this and being like, "Yeah, this could be the mid two thousands, like the worst aesthetic of an anime of all time." This could be a Kabibop, but instead, it's a Suzumiya Haruhi. <laughs> the copies um, I have are actually like double the size of the ones I found for you guys. It looks even better. Oh, uh, that's amazing because I thought these were really high quality. So no, like the ones I have are like four gigs an episode. So that's good, like Blu-ray. Yeah, it's gonna look oh, really wow. good when it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff. 
So do we want to talk about the production history or what's going on in the plot of this broadly? Jackson, you want to summarize the plot broadly? Okay. The production history ties into the plot. Um, so they, they tie together. The, in, a, in, a, in a future yet to come, uh, the Earth... <laughs> is using Shizma energy. The Shizma drive is a unlimited clean power source uh, and everything's fine, but it turns out everything's not fine. Uh, and the BF group, Big Fire, uh, are attempting uh, to take over the world and fight against the Shizma drive technology. Uh, the plot revolves around why, and about every episode there is a new thing that is massive about the world uh, that everyone just agreed not to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and like in the second episode they're like yeah we need to reveal what happened at the tragedy of Bashtal uh, which is uh, uh, five scientists got in a room and they were like we need to make this clean energy happen but it's not happening fast enough uh, so they tried to force the uh, uh, like evolution of the Shizma drive technology um, and instead uh, created a massive explosion that wiped out an entire country but not only that um, it wiped out all energy over the earth uh, for seven days, uh, and no, but like people died in the thousands. Two third in the thousands. Oh. What a low number. Two thirds of the world's population died. This is um, anime, Jackson. That's be at least half the population. Yes, at least half. G- Gundam, get your fake <laughs> shit out of here. Like, ha- imagine losing half the population of the Earth and space in a year. It's fake. What if two thirds uh, in a week? <laughs> Just, just through lack of electricity, not through anything else. It was. I thought it was too high. I, I don't know if anyone else has an opinion on this. But I was like, that seems too high to me. Um, uh, I mean, it's not as it's not as much as the planet Melchior lost in the war in the Strangest Galaxy. So. That's true. That is true. That is true. Photons. Um, <laughs> uh, but the main the main conflict is all about. Um, the International Police Organization versus Big Fire. Uh, the International Police Organization is made up of multiple characters. Uh, that the main ones being um, Daisuke uh, and the robot giant Robo. He is a twelve-year-old pilot of a big robot, uh, the most super of super robots that has ever been. Uh, he stands on the side of its head and holds onto it as he like, commands it uh, with his watch, uh, which is very cool. Um, there's Ginray. Uh, who is a uh, the girl? Not much is known already about her at the start. Her hi- family history becomes central uh, to the plot of the show. Um, her dad is the main antagonist for the first few episodes. We'll get into that and why that's not actually true uh, in a minute. Um, there's a uh, who else is there? There's Tetsuku. He's the other main one of uh, the police organization. There's there's more characters, but those are the main like the ones you spend the most time with. Um, Tetsugu is uh, kind of shitty to Daisuke all the time. He's like, this kid keeps getting all the credits for our police or operations, and I'm going to be shitty to him because it makes me feel sad. Uh, so you know he's going to have a very tragic sacrifice halfway through. You just know it. Um, uh, in the big fire side, there's a mysterious man who is trying to uh, take revenge on the Shizma Drive technology uh, on behalf of Franklin von Vogler. Um, or Franken von Vogler, uh, who is the man, the scientist of those five scientists, uh, who supposedly blew everything up, uh, trying to rush the evolution of the Shizma drive technology. Um, Professor Shizma, who's the other one on the side of good at the start, uh, is all like, oh no, we must stop Vogler, and like we must atone for our past sins. Um, that's the main setup. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a bad job summarizing this, because um, the way the plot is revealed is literally just it is a series of completely truth shifting reveals every episode there's no real through line in in a true sense um the closest thing is there's a big giant black sphere that wants to uh, erase all uh uh, shizma power in the world and it can only do that when the three samples that uh that uh, vogler made can be brought together and activated and that is the plot of the entire show that is everyone trying to get these samples that's like what's happening um but it's not really the whole um the reveals and the reveals get uh, all built up as you uh, realize that um Vogler was actually the good one of the scientists uh Shizma was the one that forced uh forced the uh, disaster to happen uh, but Vogler stayed behind and tried to fix things and allow people to escape uh and they were like in order to make the world better we must like blame this on the one who's already dead uh so that we can move on and find a new future um and the villain is Vogler's son, 
Ginrei is Vogel's daughter. They are on two sides trying to find out how best to make the next generation remember uh, the sins of the past and find a new future. That is that is the plot. It is, anime themes are happening. Um, and the big ending is that the three uh, samples are brought together and they are deus ex machina that solve the problem in, in immediately as you realize that Vogler has not made super up and destroy the world, but in fact to save it from another hidden um, problem in the Schisman technology that would have suffocated everyone. Uh, and this entire war has been for nothing based on a misunderstanding of someone walking in at the end of an audio log. An oxygen destroyer, if you will. An o- <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I never put that together, but you're right. Well, that's uh, not really the just- end, is it? <laughs> also the big fire st- also there's a cliffhanger because the main the real fight between the police organization and big fire is yet to come that will come next time never because the final episode took three years and a million like dollars to make so uh you know they're never going to make another one of these uh i guess that means it's rick's turn to tell us a bit about the production history of this thing so he got pitched this to do this comic, this uh, adaptation in 1990, and he agreed to it because he liked the guy's work. Uh, Mitsuru Yokoyama, who did a bunch of classic stuff, including uh, Tetsuya 28, which is where a bunch of robot stuff comes from. And um, he was told early in production that he couldn't use the plot of Giant Robo. He could only use Giant Robo, Daisuka, the name Big Fire, and a couple of other robots. That's all he could use. So he had to build a show out of the guy's entire career of work. And this guy did, like, he did a Romance of the Three Kingdoms comic. He did a bunch of robot comics. He did a bunch of, like, um, superhero comics, a bunch of all kinds of comics. So he just basically took them all and put them all in the same universe and then built a story around them, which is why it feels like it does. And also, there's liner notes and all the OVAs that list off the eight other episodes that are, this is part seven of eight of so yeah it's a whole thing mm-hmm. there's yeah there's a lot going on in the like uh that summary might have made it sound like it's a you know being called giant robo you might assume that there's a lot of <laughs> robo fighting there's very little <laughs> robot fighting uh robo a does a couple things every episode maybe uh, but usually just like the these momentary dramatic moments the bulk of the actual fighting is done by uh, a bunch of different superpowered humans making up the police organization um and big fire uh and they all have cool powers and their own tragic backstories uh and they all face off and do extremely cool shit and that's the bulk of the show yes um, um. Well, there's there's four organizations. There's the the overriding ones, and then there's those individual the, in, the inside ones, the Magnificent Ten and the Celestial Nine. Yes, because those are the two. Um, like the organizations are the people, the like groups at war. But the Celestial Nine and the Magnificent Ten are there. Uh, like this is my rank. I am one of the true, you know, the true cool heroes with my superpowers. Um, and they all go. They only show all nine of the other guys. Uh, yeah. Because um, you'll you'll you see um when um the commander does his uh, big bang punch and threatens to punch the sphere, it shows a list of nine names, which is the other seven people they don't show in this thing. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Are, are they are they all characters from the guy's work as well? I think probably. Mm-hmm. There, there's a spinoff manga he did in two thousand in twenty ten, which is based on a, a alternate universe. This all this stuff with an artist. So <laughs> of course it is. Don't worry about of course it. it is. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys? Yeah, what did everyone? Uh, what did everyone think of this? Like me and Em watched this for the first time this time. Like you were bringing this thing uh, that you loved, and then we watched it, and we and I at least was like, eh, it was mostly okay. The ending was something. Um, I ended up being a bit mostly kind of bored by the rest of it, and that's not really any fault of the the show. Like I don't think it was like bad or, um, like regressive in any way. Um. It just, uh, the pacing was a bit uh, slow. Uh, I wasn't really invested in too many of the characters other than Tetsugu and Ginrei, who I really liked. Um, so it just felt like every episode was yeah would show up. Um, a new character who hadn't really been the focus before would give a big, uh, you know, melodramatic speech. Um, 
and then melodrama and a sacrifice would happen and we'd all carry on and everyone would go ah oh, i guess now we understand how not to sacrifice everyone to win the day and then the same thing would happen next time um and uh it was yeah it was just a weird thing it was um I wasn't super invested in it, but I didn't, I didn't like completely dislike it. The ending was, took me very off guard. It was, uh, I don't know if I think it was necessarily great, but it was definitely something. Um, so what, uh, what did, what did M think? And M likes it a bit more than I do. So the main thing here that like I was struck by watching this is that uh, it does me no favors that I've like never seen or read anything Tezuka's ever done. Like this style of like traditional like mid-century anime manga is just totally out of my wheelhouse. This is like a a amalgamation of the ideas of that sort of media. Like I could just you just feel the energy rating off of it, right? Yes. Um, and so I'm like sitting here watching this. I'm like, okay, I've never really seen a super robot thing. Um, I want to, haven't really gotten around to it. We're stuck in Gundam hell. So you know how it goes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that stuff like was fine, but I, it was like pulling on nostalgia strings. I just didn't have built up uh, the part where the rest of all of the like BF agents and the experts of justice are just like Wuxia characters. I like myself a martial arts movie. So that stuff was fantastic. And thankfully the majority of the action happening in the show was characters with nebulous, mystical martial arts powers fighting fantastic fantastically um and on that front i was basically never disappointed Uh, i like that stuff a lot um all those are characters with like extremely good cartoony big attacks um the show as we mentioned looks just absolutely fantastic the most expensive anime um and so and so when it's just people with superpowers fighting each other uh like the old guy who just has like a bunch of like buddhist beads that he can send out and do stuff with i'm like this is the greatest show in the world i love this stuff um there's a sequence in the last episode where the bad guys fire like is it the bad no, it's the bad guys are someone fires like a bunch of arrows and it just creates like a field of flowers but their arrows all sticking out of the ground and it and then samurai are, like running through it like it's a samurai movie greatest thing that's ever happened it's one I love of the good guys okay um and so that stuff i thought was really good and i liked that stuff a whole bunch um but the actual plot uh like the espionage stuff is very like simplistic saturday morning cartoon like spy hijinks in a way that like i said i just don't have nostalgia for um i really liked ginray so everything that she was doing and her plot was good um but like the reveal of what the actual problem was like is vulgar good or not and how that plays out and then the resolution of that being literally uh the bad guy walked in at the end of a speech and took the opposite message from it um is so ludicrous that it's funny and i don't think that's on purpose um not that it like ruins the show but it does like coach the whole thing in like this like pulp sensibility that makes it hard for me to like emotionally connect to even though i mostly thought it was really cool um it made me want to watch more super robot stuff uh because i'm like man this is just a big gap i have in my life um so i would say that i am probably more positive than jackson is uh but i would not say like i super connected to most of it yeah i spent most of the time trying like desperately looking for like emotional hooks to this thing that just weren't there because uh, i similarly don't really have the um familiarity built up with these uh the kind of genres it's pulling from mm-hmm. um and um I feel like just on a more uh, base level, the way it because it has so many characters uh, that it ha- wants to have these do these cool fights, um, it doesn't have like a great emotional throughline to any of the plots. So it just kind of lets them sit around until it goes. Uh, this week we're talking about how no one's no one's mentioned that two thirds of the Earth population died, uh, and this week we're talking about how no one's mentioned this other thing. Um, and so there's very little like this is a story about this character doing this thing and we're going to have this uh like revelation occur um and you're going to have this emotional reaction to it. it 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 feels very disparate in its set pieces uh i think like the best moments are um like uh, that moment that tetsuki sacrifices himself uh the stuff with the ending is very good i um, mean like the first action scene is also incredible <laughs> Oh, the very like of the show, yeah. No, it starts yes. real strong where they're like running, um, just on the train. Yes. Yeah, the train. Oh, the great. train scene looks like something out of like a German film. It looks like um. Yes, it's very it like, like Fritz Lang 
yeah fritz lang like very batman the animated series like yeah you look at that you're like yeah no i see how this happens and that's the one part of the plot they actually don't go into is how that um how the one sample got into his hands mm-hmm. which doesn't which actually is the one giant hole in the whole thing because it doesn't make any sense <laughs> also because that is cute at from what point Fighter. what's his face the, the the main guy the main villain who was the main villain genra genra genya what um Emmanuel. He like Emma, yes, Emmanuel <laughs> uh had all the samples just with him um 10 years ago. Uh, no, he... not 10 years ago. Uh, shortly after 10 years ago. Um but and then um at some point he must have lost it and hooked up with Big Fat. Like you, you the second you think about the plot too much it all falls apart, which is fine. It's not like really about that stuff. Uh but it also it spends a lot of time on that stuff. So uh-huh. the fact that it um doesn't hold together in the biggest way and also none of the reveals that you expect or want are in the show. Um the one trick it has is the the stuff with uh Vogler and the stuff with the ending. Uh, and like the, the the grand tragedy of that, but it also spends a lot of time being like, "Who is Big Fire?" And I have no fucking idea. No one has any idea. There's no answer to this question. No one knows who Big Fire is. Well, technically, people do because it's a manga character on a furniture. That's series. an alternate universe, Big Fire. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the original, not the. Uh... I assume. So how how much of the characters like just their original selves doing their original arcs, or? I don't uh, how much think a lot of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Other than like, I assume the big fire in the actual anime is actual manga is very different then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, some of them are like kind of on point. Like the guy with the fan is Zuge Liang from Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like that is that guy, and he's just doing his tactician stuff in this show. So some of them like carry over, and like even on um, the Buddhist guy is a lot like apparently he's a lot like he is in the other series, with his snake hands and. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the? Where's the big blue lady from? I like the big blue lady. She, she was, was actually a guy in the water margin, and they switched that for this. Um, smart. <laughs> <laughs> and she's married um, to Tyso, who gets yeah, yeah, mucked. Uh, so for me, the like the machinations of the moment to moment to plot, I feel like I checked out on really fast when Murasame was clearly like signposted as he died like four times before they tell you in episode six he's immortal <laughs> so i was like this show does has a very fast loose concept of like holding together coherently plot wise like it's not really yes. worth worrying about that even when eventually they go back and say no actually this is how this all worked all along didn't you understand i'm like yeah sure i didn't care in the first place you didn't have to tell me this but it's nice that you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um, the thing that maybe caused the only real disconnect to me, like thematically, is this is like literally a story about the secret unknowable problems with clean energy as like a nuclear analog. And everyone's like, oh, but everything is nuclear power, fake nuclear power now in the Shizuma drives. We live a perfect life. How could this ever go bad unless someone sabotages it and makes it go bad? Which is like standard, like the perils of nuclear energy fair. But then the problem is because this also is just like an amalgam of a bunch of different things. There's a big nuclear robot also in the show that they treat as like special to the other nuclear energy analog that they are all concerned about and like hand waving away. Like, Oh no, Shizuma drives are clean. There's a nuclear robot though. We have to worry about it's a nuclear robot. And I'm like, you guys, you have to be consistent about this one thing, please. Uh, Yeah. The, the the themes of this stuff, definitely don't line up as much as you would want them to considering like wh- how the these icons work as like metaphors mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely a problem when you know they're pulling this from a million places um so it's uh, i understand how like this problem arises mm-hmm. uh but it definitely is frustrating as you get into like what what is this saying about clean energy hang on like the clean energy is bad obviously but also we have to protect the planet obviously but also th- we then pan right to the massive nuclear reactor uh, that everyone fears, but c- could be good if we only controlled it correctly. And uh, those two things don't really line up. Um, There's also a lot of like, a, believing in your dad. Yes, yeah, a, a lot of believing in your dad. A lot of like, if I if he, if this person goes evil, can you can you like really judge them for they are 
they too are just following their father's last wish. What if your father had told you to kill everyone? And uh, Daska is obviously like, what the fuck are you talking about? He, d- he didn't. So I guess we don't have to worry about that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the right response. Uh, as someone who, you know, just doesn't like their dad, all the dad stuff landed uh, with, a, with, with a big laugh for me. Um, but I, I, the one thing I thought uh, watching this was um, perhaps because of it being like a nostalgic pullback to the 70s but also just because of how it constructed its plot um, the themes of the way it tackles clean energy and environmentalism and war and everything, they feel ancient they feel ancient in a way that Gundam d- does not feel ancient, even though that's like talking about overpopulation and stuff, things that aren't real um, and this is doing a, like a similar thing like like the ideas of the way clean energy goes and no one brings up how anyone pays for it no one brings up that like the actual and i don't mean to bring this up as necessarily a criticism i'm not saying like actually i think you'll find that we do have clean energy but capitalism is a problem blah 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 but i i do think that in a modern lens those are questions that rise to the surface in a way that they just weren't even like interested in interrogating in this show Uh, and i found that interesting um as i was going back and watching it because no one ever bring everyone's like oh we were waiting for the clean energy and then suddenly overnight we all had it and the problem was fixed the problem is that the energy is bad it couldn't be anything more inherent to society's like structure uh and it was very funny um just bouncing off of giant robot shows that are all about the structures in society uh, God's dead, but war happened anyway. No, no, this is a, this is about Chernobyl is bad, and we yes. need to make sure we have no more Chernobyls as we all run our like fake nuclear cars in the future, which we're definitely yeah, all getting. <laughs> yes, we're definitely all getting. There's nothing standing the way from getting them, uh, but they might be bad when we get them. <laughs> he talked about the show being like nostalgic in general. Yes, uh, that that mostly applied to like the animation style and how it looks, but it also like it reaches through the whole thing. I mean, the um, the airship is called the Greta Garbo. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> One of the best aesthetic choices in the world. It's an airship called the Greta Garbo. And it looks like a big, like, fake Batman the Animated Series Zeppelin. So it's amazing. Yep, that yeah, stuff's cool. That stuff is all great. Like, even even Murasami, like, sneaking around in, like, ruins with a, with a candle on his head, holding a candle is great. Yes. They just they just put masculine Carmen San Diego in this anime at all times, and he's pretty good. <laughs> he uh, kills I, himself in front of a twelve year old boy. Yep. <laughs> uh, just because I'm me, all I could think of in that moment was laughing and think of the, every time that happened on Doctor Who. <laughs> Is that a common thing? As a character in Doctor Who, only for one guy. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. People in the know know. No one has to be explained Jack Harkness today. Thankfully. Oh, no one wants to, honestly. <laughs> I know. Talk about dated. <laughs> Your life will be happier not knowing, so. And then Murasami's like, better than Captain Jack. <laughs> that's true. The thing a lot of people I mean, click he's... into with this show is um, the season, the episode two opening, the uh, Villains Deserve No Mercy thing with the horse. That whole scene is mm. unbelievable. And, <laughs> oh, the horse is good. I uh, love a good horse, me. <laughs> uh, I yeah, do appreciate just... that, like, focus on the magical elements in, like, there are some robots, and sometimes the robots punch the other robots, but it's really, Very rarely. because Giant Robo is depicted as such, like, a, like, like show-stopping force, except for when he tries to punch the big sphere, uh, I like that they don't dwell on that, because it literally can't, he's too powerful, they booked him too strong. <laughs> they did book him too strong he spends 99% of the whole show doing nothing and being prevented from engaging with the plots for various reasons and then there's a flashback where he where he destroys that one robot yes yep, it's very he good. does do that he makes the and noise a bunch which I like the noise the giant <laughs> robot makes that's a good noise I do like that his um I've... nuclear power plant things are the missiles on his back that fold down that's a really There's, good They go so hard on animating all the missiles and the explosions oh, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Just someone's like, hey, it's my turn. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and animate a million missiles coming out of this thing. Each of them individually, obviously. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's, it's most a of lot the time, though, the, the people are mostly dispatched by the robots when, they're, when they fight, though. Like, they're grabbed mm-hmm. really easily, which is weird. 
Um, there's a there's a really funny moment because um, characters have spent like literally forever fighting with like, un- like early on. Um, there is stuff with that first chase. Like someone gets their head cut off, but it didn't doesn't really get cut off because he wraps it in paper beforehand. Uh, and it's doing good cartoon gags, but then there's like a moment halfway through the show where someone gets shot with a single bullet, and you and it's played as like this is a big dramatic death. Uh, they, they 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 are revealed to be alive at the end, and that, but that's like one of the final final twists. And I'm like, you got shot point blank range with one tiny like gun. Uh, I've seen some shit in the show, um, and it's funny when it like comes back down to like, now this is a serious like uh, espionage show about robots and conspiracies and guns. And I'm like, that's not true. There was a blue lady fighting uh, a like very immortal. Um, a swordsman with a mask so uh, the, it doesn't really attempt to um, deal with that dissonance which I think is better than if it did attempt to deal with the dissonance <laughs> and just lets it be a bunch of set pieces with the with cool characters yeah, I mean cool. Tetsuji gets shot like 700 times and he's fine so uh, yes but they do expect you to think he died <laughs> That's there's, a, there's, a, there's an immortal ninja shadow running around the whole time <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's around. He's cool. Um, God, Tetsuki's fake death is a lot because I like I, like I mentioned that before. It's like that is one of the uh, emotional moments that like really did work in the show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets his big like, no, I hated you, but that's only because I was wrong. And now I see, I see the light. I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect you. Raises up his sword, and then uh, the villain was <laughs> like, okay, and a, just a robot crushes him. Just bam, he's dead. <laughs> Yes. Like off frame, and it doesn't even like hang on it. Like, is they gonna show him dead? And the reason it doesn't is so he can come back with a bunch of bandages later. Um, and that scene begins with him throwing an axe into a, ge- a Genya head that is just snow. Yes, it does. Yes. There's <laughs> another great. character who you th- the character who gets shot that you think is dead. Uh, turns out they were hiding in some ice on the side of the robot. That for no two one thought for three episodes. <laughs> They're like, we don't know what's going on with this weird ice. It could be a trick. <laughs> what a ridiculous show. And yeah, and it all builds up to the ending, which we've like talked about. We haven't really got into the last into this two episodes are incredible, just action all the time. Did that yeah, a lot was going on. A big bang punch. Yes. It, it's not the it's not the big bang punch that I like so much as it is the the part where um it cuts from everyone being like how are we going to stop this the sphere is coming um to uh the commander being there and just takes off his jacket and starts going just doing air punching as like a building size sphere approaches him to end the world boxing (laughs) he's 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 (laughs) boxing the way he says like sonatory It's so good. It hangs on him doing his little like preparation dance for a good while. Like he's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. like, oh, like for a good thirty seconds. I'm like, this is a good bit. Um, also, has the Gundam bit of them being able to talk to each other from like a mile away. Uh, it does do that. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> uh, it's better. It's good. They have to be able to talk to each other. Yeah, he has to be able to say, "What are you going to do? Punch me?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to punch you. It is a cool technique with an extremely cool name. It's very funny because uh, they go, it's a cool technique with an extremely cool name, but he's going to die. Uh, like That's like literally the wording, but that's in episode six, and they actually, when they say Big Bang Punch, it's in episode seven. So they waited three years for people to know what the name of that punch was. Even the Gundam <laughs> series in that time. Oh, God. Uh, there was a lot. Speaking of other anime, uh, so you get to episode three, which I'm fairly sure came out in 1993 or 94. Um, but anyway, the point is, it came out before Eva, uh, and it is just the episode of Eva with the the big floating diamond with all the electricity going out. Yes. It's the same. It is exactly the same. The criminal Anno once again proven to not have invented a single goddamn thing. Strikes 93. again. This was like a year before. Uh, yeah, I was su- I was surprised that we're still getting the things. Still. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, that, that whole thing in the Eva is really cool. And they just do it. They do it here. The big sphere shows up, floats over a city. They have to like get all the people to try to uh, make the electricity connect together so they can stop the sphere. Uh, it's the same. It's the same thing. The big robot punches the other sphere. 
Yep. Doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the actual ending is um, the beats of it are that uh, Ginray is um, accepting her like role as Vogler's daughter and trying to work out what this means. Uh, she can teleport, but that's like a power that will slowly erase her life force. Um, and she has not just teleported to the side of the final battle, but teleported her and the entire headquarters with her. And not just the people or the base, but like a mountain. <laughs> um, and that's incredibly cool. Uh, but she goes inside the big sphere uh, to stop her brother, Emmanuel, from um, combining all the things, uh, all the samples to, into one. Um, and he does so... Uh, and and he's she's like I'm I I need to know the truth, and then he just pulls a gun on her and shoots her in the head, uh, because he's like you will give me that sample actually, uh, you have to it's not my fault I had to get the sample we have to get our revenge I'll be dead I'm gonna self destruct in a second anyway we'll be together it's fine, uh, and then with her uh half faded from just life energy leave, leaving her body, uh, also he's just shot her in the head so she's double dead now her body just standing in the middle. Um, or lying in the middle of all the like empty Shizma drives, uh, he sh- slams in the final, um, uh, the final of the three samples that the whole th- show's been about. They all come together, and then a recording of Vogler appears, and he's like, "Thank you, uh, I have done it. This this will trigger a chain reaction that will fix the problem in the Shizma drive, and we will truly have clean energy. I just hope you two grew up happy and can live in this new world." <laughs> As it like pans out, and he's like, "Oh no." Yeah. Also, Giant Robo bursts through the ceiling and like a hundred foot tall, the most menacing thing in the world. But only after he's been like, oh shit, shit. Like the worst episode of The Office ever. Um, <laughs> as he just kind of looks around. And then the robot punches him ready for the final conclusion, like the big final battle, and it's not happening. There ain't any more battles, my guy. Everyone was having a bad time. Uh, and it was, yeah, the air was definitely sucked out of the room for me because like, it um, M went the other way and was like, went into full comedy with how much it was like leaning into tragedy, I guess. I was more just taken aback by like, this is, this was the big, um, cool super robot show that was very earnest and like, the police are just the good guys. There's no subversion here. It's just the heroes with their heart fighting the bad guys. Uh, and then it went, went into th- this level of tragedy and I was taken aback. I was not prepared. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I it's hard to like read the tragedy as like super profound when it's literally he misheard his father's last words and went. I and don't tried think to it's the- profound. I think it's um, oh jarring sure, but like you being like oh I, I said that this missed me and didn't connect because I thought it was bad. When I feel like there's only it can only be seen as like the kind of pastiche of these sort of like serialized melodramas that it like i can't imagine it's meant to play straight right because it's too much it, it is too it is too much he then beams to space to explode <laughs> yes oh yeah right he does beam to space uh <laughs> he, he teleports to space so he can ex- explode in peace and then we cut to the tower of babel yes we cut to the tower of babel where big fire who just looks like bakura from Yu-Gi-Oh, or i guess inuyasha <laughs> if that's your pull uh wakes up <laughs> Um, uh, I would have been really excited to watch the next on thing of this. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I want to know what the hell Big Fire, what their deal is. What do they want? I want to know, I want to know how the Expert of Justice do anything when most of them are dead now. There's seven other uh, guys. Also, yes. There are other guys off screen, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of death in, in this show. I was not, at the first episode I did not expect for like the show to just be, and then the bad guys do their evil plan in episode two uh, all the cities are destroyed. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Every week, more of the cast just sacrifice themselves. Um, it was a lot. It was it was compounding. It, it was like you know, um, going through a bunch of near side quests or something. As it yes. just then everything everything is dead again. Everyone's still dead. <laughs> but everything looks so cool. They do look cool. Um, yes. So who, like, who uh, who's everyone's favorite sacrifice in the show? Because a lot of sacrifices. Uh, Ginray pulling herself up the stairs as she is half invisible. Absolutely the best one for me. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, Rick, you got Kenji's whole one. thing at the end in the force field is pretty good too. Yes. Kenji's whole thing is good. 
He's a good saxophonist. Yeah, mine, mine was Texas Gator. I said that earlier. Yeah. Um, the other one is good. Is um, the three guys who show up from Big Fire in that the second last episode, uh, Doki, the guy with the samurai bodyguards, uh, the guy who snaps people in half, and he's ninja, OT, and the ninja who was stuck inside the other robot who was made of rock. Yes. Yeah, the Those guy who can snap his fingers and cut anyone in half is like just like universe breakingly good at his job. That scene is unfortunately he's, up, <laughs> unfortunately he's up against the one person who can't be killed. His song is also incredible. Uh yeah, and then his end because the, the show knows he's OP, so he <laughs> gets like uh the most like poetic justice ending of anyone in the whole show. As the teleport happens, but for him he gets teleported inside the rock. Yes. And then he goes uh, to so kill he's... the ninja. And then yeah, the ninja snaps his thing back at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's, he, he, the ninja walks up to him and he's like, help me. And then he's like, okay. And immediately stabs him in the heart. He's like, I guess you, you wouldn't want to live like this. I'm going to help you out. And he's like, God, fuck you. <laughs> Clicked his fingers trying to kill him. And then he just kind of adjusts his sword and bounces it back. That's uh, great. Yeah, he is disposed of. Um, also, those those guys those I don't know what the hats are called the bamboo hats those guys wear, but they're in the last episode too, and they're really good in that too. Uh, yeah, they're a lot. Yeah, that 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 clans a lot because they show up to arrest Daisuke in his car. Yeah, they're, yes. they're the um, <laughs> the prompting for the Daisuke uh, car chase thing, where he gets in like a police car, and then everyone like there's an entire army trying to stop him from reaching the uh, giant robo. Uh, but then, obviously, everyone appears to help him, uh, which is very funny because first of all, Tetsuki, who you think is dead, appears. He's last, um, and he and he's alive now. But then, other characters who you think are dead appears, but they're still dead. <laughs> yep. uh, which I thought was very funny because I was like, "Wait, is is Tetsuki alive now? I guess he is." And then more characters come up. I was like, "Wait, are they alive now? <laughs> no, no, they're they're still dead." Uh, is um. His dad appears to lift him up into giant robo like fucking Aerith and Advent Children. And he ties himself <laughs> into his eye socket. It's cool. It's yeah, that cool part is extremely shit. cool. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> Talking about this show, like I, there's a lot here that's really cool. You can just watch all the cool stuff whenever you want. Now. That's true, yeah. God. He ties himself into the eye socket. And the bit where Robo's flying at the thing and it goes into wireless mode. Yeah, yes. Because they lose power, and then yes, it, that... the the boosters on it, the boosters the boosters turn ninety degrees, but the robot doesn't. It's the coolest way to fly a robot I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of ludicrous, um, <laughs> just just detail in the way everything animates, uh, and the like. Any there's not like that much giant robo action. Whenever giant robo does anything. Uh, they have spent a lot of money and time making sure that all you can see all the moving parts on that thing. The one yeah, bummer is really that they good. include like the nine or twelve extra robots in the opening, but they never actually use them in the show. Yeah, um, when you first pitched this to us as the thing you wanted to do, you sent uh, me the opening video, and I had a much different impression of what this show was going to be from that. Uh-huh. Opening. <laughs> Those guys are not uh, involved. <laughs> That opening is definitely very different. Change like, cool that, I, I, I like the show that we got, like, compared to that opening, it's fine, but it is selling you a bill of goods. <laughs> and they so, play that opening every time. Yes. But with different robots. Yeah. 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 This is what happens when you spend all the money on your OVA, I guess. All the money. True. Yeah, it's amazing to think about like all the anime that came out between when this thing started and when it ended. Like uh, Ava's yeah, there, Wings there, G's there. They're all everything's there. Yep. A whole si- anime changed Did, in the time that this was coming out, right? Is Bebop like, before ninety eight? Bebop's ninety eight. Is ninety eight? Oh, okay. This ended so. coming out alongside Cow Bebop, which is a, a ridiculous <laughs> thing to think about. <laughs> Like it started coming out alongside Sailor Moon, <laughs> and it looks like that. Yes, <laughs> look, you can do a lot when you can when you're making OVAs. Yep, and they're all like really wildly different lengths. Yes, which he gets uh, flack for in some of like because there's liner notes for all the episodes, and you get some flack from like fans for like why are these all like weirdly different lengths. <laughs> 
I, oh, I mean, I, I assume OVAs. Do, do OVAs usually have standardized lengths? I assume it's just like, hey, we made the OVA. Here it is. They're usually like an hour to ninety minutes. I don't know. Yeah, every OVA I've seen's pretty been pretty uniform. But also, okay. like now that we live in an era where Netflix does whatever it wants with episode lengths, so it doesn't really affect me. As like, it's one of those things where like now I don't even bat an eye when episodes of the same show are different lengths. There's, there's also a more popular series in the West than it is in Japan. Is what's been told about it for a long time. Uh, what giant uh, robo? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me necessarily, considering how little of the classic stuff came out over here. Like, if especially like in the '90s, if you wanted a super robot thing, this you probably didn't have a ton of options, right? Yeah, probably not. I'm gonna go to the con and trade Mazinga tapes. Do you guys want to know uh, the names of the other seven parts of this? Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I must okay. know. I looked so on Wikipedia, but I don't remember any of them. So it begins with the birth of Zangetsu the midday, which is the guy with the bells on his hat. Okay. Uh, the plan to assassinate Daisaku, the canary penitentiary. Sure. Yes, that's the, the one I want to watch more than any of them. <laughs> the boy of three days. Okay. Yes! The greatest battle in history, Kashin versus Komei, which is the guy with the fan. Uh, the boy detective Kindachi Shoto appears, and then eight saw the siege uh, of Babel. Boy detective. This is this is uh, this is good. Uh, the boy of three days is the most friends at the table name of all of these. So yeah, he like this is all all those were in the episode three liners. So people had an idea mm. what these were before the thing ended and it hit that cliffhanger. And then he he said in like later interviews that he's not that was not had no plans to ever make any more. <laughs> well, well, great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it literally ends on a the fight will continue next time. It like I mean, screen. I have seen Star Wars nineteen seventy seven. I mean, sure, if you want to say that we're doing a goofy, like, a serial type thing. I absolutely think that this plays in that field. Like, that's what this is. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think it would do if it wasn't, like, really trying to get you invested in who is Big Fire, what is their plan. It's not. I, that I never, like, the I never felt particularly invested in Big Fire and what their plan was, but... It's one of sure. the central mysteries of the show. They, like, uh, uh, next time we will awaken the GR project... And I'm like, what is that? What what, what the was giant your robot project? Yes, giant I robot was evil. Yes, I thank you. As <laughs> 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 I, I figured, I put two and two together with that. Do you guys want to see the Celestial Nine going on? What? Do you want to see the Celestial Nine from the comic? I can show you. Uh, yeah. What's going on? Take a look. Uh, this is great podcasting. Where is this? Uh-huh. There it is. Oh, there it's it is. Loading. Oh, this looks great. <laughs> You can see the two guys you know in the back. They're in the front right, and then the other yeah, seven are the other guys. Seven JoJo's show up. <laughs> yeah, because like, why is this just peak JoJo? <laughs> um, that's funny because on um Yokoyama's uh, Wikipedia page, it lists three creators with influence, is lasting influence, and one is uh, Araki for, about JoJo, and the other one is Otomo because um all the characters in Akira are named after people from Tetsujin Twenty Eight. Oh, okay. Like the colonel, the, the the colonel in uh, Akira is the same guy as Dr. Shizuma. They're both named the same guy. Okay. And the third one's Urasawa because, yeah. Well, they're both very smart characters. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read Akira? I've never read it, but I've uh, I've watched it, and then every time you watch it, like seven people appear from you didn't realize they were in your house and tell you. Actually, there's a lot of extra stuff in the manga. <laughs> I would I would like to read it someday because I really don't like the movie. I think it's a mess. Like I understand it, why it it's important. Mess. I like watching it, like visually, but I don't enjoy this. Like I'm not like into Akira, so I'd like to Baby's read it just to big. see what the what the around like the stuff around it is. Because I bet I'd like that a lot more than what we got in the movie. Uh huh. Yeah, I like the comic way more too, and it, the the anime is just there for like it looks incredible, and it changed how people made those things. But other than that, yeah, yeah, I had a fine time watching the anime, but I didn't really like hit too hard. I feel like 
the the time of Akira was, you know, it was a time when people hadn't seen a million anime, right? Like in a world where you can just watch a bunch of anime, the like narrative of Akira is much less uh, impressive as an audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are OVAs yeah, too. There, there are Ginray centric um, specials. Yes. So I, after I watched this, I was watching some YouTube essays about this uh, OVA because I want to make sure that like, I didn't like miss something like why it's like beloved, uh, which sounds meaner than I mean it. Uh, I was just just doing some research. Uh, The Wikipedia page on this OVA is not great. Um, And uh, I saw some shots from the Ginry OVA. I'm really glad I didn't watch that because I'd be much more upset about this thing in general if i had watched that thing oh every piece of ancillary media about a girl you like in an anime yes <laughs> they're all the same uh yeah if you want giant mechs that fire missiles out of their chest that look like ladies the ginry ova has your back uh, well a lot of other things have my back as well yes <laughs> uh, i don't know i have to turn many places yeah I will take Ginray dressed as Q in the first episode. God. <laughs> that was great. I love that. Totally where that's from. Uh, that's what I assumed, because it looks awesome. Yeah. Well, that's where they got the idea for Q from. <gasps> yeah. And Alberto's just the, Do we have... the vampire from um, Guilty Gear. Mostly. The what? Have you guys played Guilty I Gear? Know, I don't know Guilty Gear, no. Okay, never mind. I'm There's a lot of influence this thing goes completely... very far. <laughs> I'm, I'm so lost. Some of them started mentioning the vampire from Guilty Gear and my brain was like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> you were about to say something. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to ask, uh, do we have any any like more final thoughts on this? Uh uh, so we sound kind of down on it and it's partially cause like we have broken Gundam brain where we have to just look for the themes of anything. And this is just not the anime for that. <laughs> it's it's um, not broken Gundam brain. We were doing this to gut. Like this is just who we are. We, yeah, pre- approach, we have a very specific lens for how we um, tend to approach this stuff. So we, I feel like we sound down. We started this sounding kind of down. If you have any interest in like really beautiful, cool action anime, this is absolutely a thing to seek out and watch, especially since it's only seven episodes and they're all very beautiful episodes. Oh, and there's seven soundtracks because each one has its own soundtrack because of course it does oh the the music rules the music is incredible i am less into the music than jackson is but it is good it's Um, also like it's good pro music yeah uh rick you just sent me a random anime man who is apparently holding a large invisible cat that's the vampire vampire from guilty gear okay I mean, I believed you. I, she knows who it was. That's fine. But this is, uh, <laughs> he's got extreme yaoi hands and a tiny pipe. That's just guilty here. Okay. Uh, the yaoi hands wouldn't be as much if they hadn't put a regular size human pipe in one of them. <laughs> uh, but okay. seeing as we're talking about an anime man from Guilty Gear, uh, I guess we're done here. <laughs> I have, one, I, have, I, have, I have one last thing. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sir. So the way I got into this series was from an AMV I saw. And I would like yes. you guys to guess which Nobu Uematsu song was behind that AMV. Oh. Oh, God. You should have given us a warning on this question. Is it <laughs> no. Eternity? No. Is oh, it Those it. Who Fight? No. I'm going to find it right now. One second. It's on YouTube. Okay. okay. Give us a couple more guesses. Um... Uh, is it uh, Liberai Fatale? Or it how is do you pronounce indeed. that without. Yes, knew it. Second guess, I guess. Oh, that's incredible. You can just watch this now because you've seen the show. It's great. It survives on YouTube. I love it. We will link this in the description of this episode. Yes, we will. Go nuts. Oh, the classic, classic um, AMV titled uh, like Windows Movie Maker sequence. Saved off of animemusicvideos.org. <laughs> I like this. I like this because the like stuff that happens in Paris uses a much more dramatic piece of classical music than this the one that they use for the MV. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, you know what's good? <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII and Final <laughs> Giant Robo. Uh you could just put this music over anything, and I'd be I like, would, I would watch this anime after this AMV. This is cool as hell. 
<laughs> what other anime would I put uh, Liberai F- uh, Fatale over God? <laughs> well, thank you very much for this, Rick. This is very important. No, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I've seen this. Uh, so Paris. Rick, do you want to do plugs and stuff? I don't have any you're, plugs. Are you on the internet? No. I'm on the Discord. Okay. You can come talk on the Discord. That's true. If you need yeah. to see Rick, Rick's around. Um, yeah, you can just go to uh, abnormalmapping.com. There's a link to the Discord. Rick is always around talking about uh, manga, usually something that I have never heard of. So, <laughs> yeah, It's time for one of you fakers to learn japanese yeah that's way too late yes. it feels like always yes. someone, on the, dis- <laughs> someone <laughs> on the discord multiple people on the discord need to learn japanese so we can get some of this stuff translated well like i, uh, I mean all uh, the giant robo stuff right now but i can't read it but i was almost thinking about buying it anyway it's annoying yeah, um, yeah. the lack of oh. translation translation for older stuff is a real bummer so okay. I guess we should all just go learn Japanese. As I look at all the garros on my shelf that are in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackson, do you want to plug our, the actual rest of our podcasts? Yeah, I am at Headfuls Off on Twitter. Uh, you can find the rest of our shows at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of them there, including Abnormal Mapping, which is a game club. Comes out every month. We play some video games. It's cool. Uh, if you're listening to this... Um, you're probably listening on the Patreon feed. You might be listening on YouTube. I don't know. YouTube, we've not been doing YouTube because our uh, program isn't working and we have to spend a lot of money to get a new one. But I might have to bite the bullet, bite the bullet and pay the expensive price because these usually go on YouTube. Yes. Um, but that's um, that's where we are. Yeah, if you're listening to some Patreon and you don't pledge the Patreon, maybe just go click and give us a dollar. You'll get a weekly Gundam podcast called The Great Gundam Project, where we obviously talk about Gundam. We are uh, probably, when this goes up, about to finish up SD Gundam and start War in the Pocket. So please look forward to that. Um, uh, I didn't know when you said that what you would say we were finishing. I was like, how long are we going to spend with this in the editing? <laughs> probably, not, probably like a week. It'll probably come up probably, probably week, a week or so, probably. Um, and uh, if you want to do one of these with us, make us watch an anime, you can pledge at the level uh, listed in the Patreon to do that. Uh, we like doing that. In fact, we have another one of these coming up early next month about a different classic anime. So uh, please look forward. Do, you want, do we just want to say what that is? I suppose we probably should just say what that is. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're we not are hiding watching it. the original 1985 Dirty Pair, all 26 episodes in early March. Yes. Um, Rick will be back in six months. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, we'll see. Watching more anime. No. Nope. Infinite <laughs> anime. Nope. Oh, right. I, I, I know what you picked. I right. used my anime thing. Right. You've committed crimes. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, made you made me change our schedule. Stuff got pushed into next year because of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. not a it's big fine. deal. It's fine. It's really fine. We, we were having a good laugh. Um... <laughs> But look, look, look forward to that in six months. Probably yeah. dep- schedule might change because it's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing. But it'll happen later in the year. Uh, so uh, that that's everything. Thanks that's everybody everything. for listening. Enjoy some anime. Please do. And goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>